This is a HeadGum Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Complete Guide to Everything, a podcast about everything. I'm one of your hosts, Tom. And I'm Tim. Happy 2020, Tim. Happy New Year, Tom. How is your New Year going so far? Um, I've been very relaxed in the New hey, Year. Hey, that's good to hear. Yeah. It's it's nice. Yeah. I've been, uh, it's, uh, I wouldn't say it's a resolution. Right. Because it's a pretty selfish I, but, resolution to be like, I'm going to try to be more relaxed and comfortable. No, that's all not the time. that's not uh, selfish. I mean, New Year's resolutions could be selfish. That's fine. Okay. Um, also, and that's not selfish to the people around you. I'd like you, you, you to be being, nicer to me. You, well, you being relaxed would be a way I could be nicer to you. Okay. <laughs> so I'm into it. There, it's not selfish at all. Great. I'm just. Uh, you can't make resolutions for other people. Well. Yeah, I guess not. Yeah. You can try, though, and you can change people. Well, but uh, my resolution is to be meaner to you in 2020. No, but why would you do that? Well, because I got to even things out. All right. How are you doing in this 2020? <sighs> I'm good, Tim, but I'll tell you, I'm a little worried about something. Oh, no. A little something that's going on in the world right now. <laughs> yeah, I think we all are. There have been a lot of Mothman sightings in Chicago. In and around Chicago lately, in and around the Great Lakes area. Is this why you stay out of Chicago? <laughs> I We were in Chicago a few months ago. I wish yeah. I had known. I kept my eyes out for old Mothy. You said uh, before we started recording, uh-huh. I got something to talk about up top. Yeah, I do. And you'll hate it. Yeah. <laughs> I kept my New Year's resolution then? Yeah, yeah. And um, look, I'm cool as a cucumber. Tell me more about the Mothman Don't, sightings. Doesn't though. that... So there have been something like 139 sightings uh, recently in the Chicago area. Now, remind everybody what a Mothman is. <sighs> Nobody knows for sure. I'll tell you what he looks like, though. Then, okay. He's tall. Seven to nine feet tall. Oh, so already you're out. <laughs> no, thank you. Uh, seven to nine feet tall. Usually has... Uh, you're... you're... <clears throat> Very intimidated by tall people, uh, tall women especially, right, Tom? <laughs> no, I'm intimidated by tall people. Yeah, but specifically no, tall women. No, I'm not intimidated by tall women. I'm more intimidated by tall men. You're you're intimidated by men who are taller than you, but you're significantly also in, taller. And you're intimidated by a woman who is more than five feet and five <laughs> inches tall. <laughs> that is not true. But I am tall. I am very scared of a seven to nine foot. The person in general. Yeah, but they always seem like uh, so unstable. Gentle giant. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you think you can just push them over? Yeah, I feel like there's a lot of vulnerability. Wrap there. a cable around them a la uh, Star Wars. Yeah. So then they fall Run over. through their legs, and as you're doing it, <laughs> jump up and punch them in the crotch. <laughs> um, but a, a seven to nine foot person who is also a Mothman? Now, what Check, is a Mothman? Please. A Mothman, so seven to nine feet tall, right off the top. Yes, we know. Piercing. You mentioned that. Usually piercing red eyes, glowing mm. red eyes. Some people like that. No, people don't like that. Uh, and then the biggest. Red eye, like illuminated red illuminated, eyes? Illuminated, not, okay. not uh, bloodshot. Okay. But then the biggest turnoff. Uh, uh, huge wings, huge leathery wings that it flies How with. How do we know they're not angels? Because this thing does not look like an angel, Tim. It looks like a an angel of hell, maybe. So, <laughs> where 
what is the general thinking? Well, who are these guys? So these guys started appearing in Point Pleasant, Washington, or not Washington, Virginia, near Washington, D.C. That's why I said that. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the 70s, I think it was. Do we think it's some sort of government testing thing gone wrong? No. Uh, well, maybe originally, but... Uh, but then the devil got involved? No, the thinking... The devil broke into a, a government research lab? It doesn't have anything to do with the devil, Tim. You just Don't belittle it. It, it. It had glowing red eyes. Yeah, like that Lucifer doesn't always himself. mean the devil. The devil always has glowing red eyes. And I think Lucifer was very uh, person-like. That's how he would, you know, get yeah, people to do his bidding. People like nah, they got red eyes. <laughs> they got red eyes and big wings like a moth. Um, they uh, were seen in the seventies in Point Pleasant, uh, Virginia. There were a lot of sightings, uh, a lot of reports about it, and then there was a huge bridge collapse and a bunch of people died, mm-hmm. and nobody's seen them around there since. So the thinking is like they had not that they had something to do with it. But that they were almost uh, as a warning. So maybe the Mothmen are there to protect us. Uh, if you see the Mothmen, get the hell out of Chicago. Yeah, that's that's the thinking. Maybe not. Maybe they're not there to protect us, but they are somehow drawn to these types of uh, events. I have a stupid question, Tom. Mm-hmm. Hey, when it comes to the Mothman, there are no stupid questions. Okay, great. Um, You said that there have been a number, an increase in sightings Mm -hmm. in the Chicago area. Yeah. Um, Did you read this, like, what, in the New York Times? (laughs) Washington Post, maybe? No, Tim, you can't trust those mainstream rags. They're going to try and tell you. Where do you get news about the Mothman? (laughs) This is an honest question, and I'm I'm not going to mock you. I get news about the Mothman from Amazon Prime documentaries. Wait. And? Like a a daily... No, this was uh, a recent one, but it was just the beginning. And then YouTube. YouTube has a lot of information about the Mothman. How up to date is... Up to date, Tim. Sometimes it's, it's, you know, practically live how quickly they're getting the information out. Okay. Most of the sightings were two years ago. Oh, all right. Tom, you got you had me all worried. <laughs> but I think they've been but I think they've been increasing anyway. People have been the sightings I think started getting who sight who who sees these people? Let me tell these you, Mothman. Tim. Two different and sightings. And why are they moth men? Uh look. Do we know? No, I don't think we know for sure, but you know, it seems like they're bad. So it they're seems men. like an outdated way. <laughs> Nomenclature. Well, if you started calling them moth women, I feel like that would imply something. Moth folk. Moth, moth people. Moth. They're not people. They're moths. Oh, so now they're not people. Wow, Tim. Way to dehumanize the mothmen. Um. Uh. What was the question? Where do I find information? No. Who, no. You told me YouTube. Oh, who's been Joe seeing Rogan's these things? YouTube channel. No, it's not Joe Rogan. Let me tell you who's been seeing them. A lot of everyday folks. But then also two different police officers. Mm. Well, tell me more about these police officers. This one time this cop was like driving around and he saw a bunch of people pointing and stuff up at the sky. So, yeah, he pulled over and he's like, all right, let's see what this is all about him and his partner. And uh, they're like, look, and he looks sure as the day is long. Mothman, Mothman up on the roof. 
Holy hell. So he wants to get a better look. He's afraid. He thinks, you know, being a, an officer of the law, that this is a, uh, a disturbed person in a costume potentially uh, contemplating suicide. How do they know it's not a hero? In a costume. The oh, vigilante. like Batman yeah. or something? I think the glowing red eyes are a... Uh, Batman has glowing red eyes no, sometimes. No, he doesn't. He has glowing white eyes sometimes. No, he had, puts on his uh, x-ray vision, his x-ray You can specs. do that with the white eyes. It's mm. fine. Okay. Um, I think you might be thinking of the Batman of Earth 2, Thomas Wayne. Yes. Sometimes he has glowing yeah. red eyes. Indeed. Uh, he also uses guns, which is... So he comes from a world where instead of Bruce Wayne's parents getting killed, Bruce Wayne got killed as a kid and mm-hmm. drove both of his parents mad. His dad became a Batman with guns and his mom became the Joker. His mom became the Joker. Yeah. Why does the Joker always have to factor into this? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, if it was like, uh, here's a world where Bruce Wayne got murdered instead of his parents and nothing happened. No, his dad turned it. into Batman. That's enough. Yeah, well, but you also... For it to be Batman, you need the Joker in there. I don't there. think that's true. You need his true. rogues gallery in there. Mm. And, and what's an interesting twist on that than having uh, his mom become the Joker because she's so overridden with guilt, she becomes uh, crazy. So does Batman know that m- his mom is the, the Martha, Joker? Yes. Martha, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, do they still live in the same house? How do you know that name, Tim? <laughs> I love that joke, though. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> no, they don't still live in the same house. So they get a divorce? You I know mean, what? That's a good question. Maybe it was never actually uh, finalized, because I imagine once you turn into the Joker, you probably don't uh, have a lot of time for you know court filings and stuff. Right. Somebody might come to serve, you know, a process server comes to serve. And, and then she's like, hey, smell the flower on my right. lapel. And pff, Face melts off with acid. It. Yeah. Knockout gas. <laughs> Just knockout gas. Yeah. And the person wakes up later and they're like, ah, damn it. She's gone. I couldn't serve her the papers. <laughs> Tim, the Joker is so much more twisted than that. Maybe the twisted nature on Earth 2 is that she doesn't kill people. But to the people of Earth 2, they don't know about the Joker of Earth 1. So it wouldn't be twisted to them. Maybe the whole twisted gambit is that she's uh, doing it. For us, she knows oh, she's about in the Earth book. One. Yeah, huh? That is pretty twisted. Yeah, I it's take a it back. Deadpool esque twist. Yeah, I didn't think about it that yeah. way. What could be more twisted than uh, living your whole life as a performance to uh, an observer in a different dimension? So, That's how I like to live my life. What? As if I'm a character in a TV show. And oh, everybody's... I've talked about this. Every once in a while, I, I, when I'm alone, I'll say, like, I know you can watch me. I know you can see me. No, that's weird. <laughs> well, but think about how much I'm scaring somebody if they're yeah. watching me and seeing me. No, that's It's true. worth doing. It takes two seconds out of your day. That's true. <laughs> Make it part of your morning routine. <laughs> Make a cup of coffee. Make your bed. Uh, get your clothes ready for the day, say to a wall, I know you can see me, I know you're watching me, and then take a shower. You should scream it for extra emphasis. Yeah. And start banging on the walls. Well, you want other people to know about it. I think you should, uh... Mm, maybe those are the ones who are watching. So anyway, the guy, uh, the, the cop sees 
the the Mothman. And he thinks this is this is maybe some wannabe vigilante or somebody about to kill themselves in a costume. Mm-hmm. So he shines one of those big police lights on it. Damn thing flies away. Maybe it was a bat. A, a nine foot tall bat. <laughs> if it was Tim, that's just as bad. If not worse, yeah, that's. Just, I'd rather a Mothman than a, yeah. A huge I'm bat. I'm way less afraid of moths than bats. Yeah. Um. So, what do you think the end game is here? Like, I, why are you afraid of of Mothman? Who said I'm afraid? You said you're worried. I'm worried because a lot of times they portend uh, tragedy. Right. Because uh, it happened one time. Uh, I think it happened twice, but I forget where the other time was. I mean, Mothman they don't, don't pop that up that videos. often. Yeah. You've never seen one. I've never seen no. one. So they don't really pop but up I've that often. But I've seen off. a lot of stuff go down, Tom. Like what? The horrible things. And there's been nary a, 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 Mothman a Mothman to be found? Yeah, to, yeah. to warn me. They stick to rivers and lakes for the most part, we think. Okay. All right, Tim. Look, uh, while you know, only the the top one percent of intellectuals in the world are worried about Mothman, the rest, the the dregs of society, the dregs. <laughs> well, not the dregs. <laughs> there's you, the enlightened. There's the enlightened few that are worried about Mothman, right? And then everybody else on Earth is the dregs of society. Yeah, everybody not doing something about it. Okay, and what are you doing about the the Mothman? Oh, you'll see. Everybody else, Tim, has got Star Wars fever. If, uh, dear listener, if you couldn't tell already, this is a classic Tom episode. <laughs> Why? Uh, Just because there was some Mothman moth- talk up top? And now Star Wars. Tim, I am famously not a big fan of Star Wars. People are always surprised about that. Uh, but, yeah, I never, I wasn't exposed to it as a kid. You know, so I have like no nostalgia for it. When did you first see Star Wars? A New Hope, episode four. When it got reintroduced into theaters when I was like a, a 1997? teenager. Yeah, somewhere around there. Yeah. Um, and I was like, that's cool. They put computer graphics. It still looks old, though. Yeah. I just, uh, I like to get in the toys from Taco Bell during that re release. Yes, same here. Still got a couple of them. And does Taco Bell even do toys anymore? I don't think so. Huh. They don't need to. Yeah. They got tacos. <laughs> exactly. Because uh, I know like McDonald's, does Burger King? Yeah, I think Burger King still does toys. I they mean, I know McDonald's club. does. Yeah. But I don't think Taco Bell does anymore. Hmm. No, they must. Taco they Bell? must. They simply must. <laughs> How would we know about it? Well, you would know. About yeah, it. I go to Taco Bell. I would see if they have no, the no, toys No, no, Taco out. Bell, I know that they don't have toys. Yeah. Burger King, it seems like, have they disbanded the kids' club? I don't know. It's crazy. There's like six Burger Kings in Manhattan. I don't understand how there are so few Burger Kings. Oh, I couldn't tell what you, what no, you meant by that. No, because Burger King's such a ubiquitous fast food chain, and yet there's hardly any in the most populated city in America. Yeah. I mean, six isn't, isn't nothing. You have one right near your office that you go to. No, I don't. Really? No, I wish. Yeah. Oh. I have a Wendy's, a Taco Bell, a Taco Bell Cantina now, mm. a McDonald's, a Five you Guys, a Dairy that... Queen, and a Chipotle. You really know it all, huh? <laughs> yeah. Uh, you would think that 
getting drunk at a Taco Bell cantina would uh, not be a, a positive experience. Mm-hmm. It's really nice. Oh, you've done it? Yeah. Huh. Uh, you get you order food, and then you offer order a Baja Blast? Baja Blast margarita? Yeah. Baja Blasts are good. I don't... What, what is that? Just kind of like a it's tropical... A, yeah. Smooth, uh, it's slurpee? a Mountain Dew, but it is a Taco Bell exclusive flavor, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> Tastes just like all the other things. <laughs> it's like... It's a little more subtle than Mountain Dew. I don't like when you call different variations of soda subtle. There's nothing <laughs> subtle about soda. No, this is, it's more subtle because Mountain Dew is extreme, of course. That's yeah, of their course. brand. Yeah. They're in your face. And Baja Blast, you would assume it's a blast of something from Baja, uh, Mexico, California. Mm-hmm. There, There's one in each, maybe. Mm-hmm. The Baja area. You would think a blast, well, probably ocean water or sand. Yeah, there's no ocean water in it. Uh, there might be, <laughs> but it's good. But I've, I've never gone to a Taco Bell cantina. I plan on doing so soon. I plan on remedying that. I went to one of it's very crowded and it was very chaotic and I still had a great time. I feel like their drinks, alcoholic drinks, are overpriced there for what they are. Um, not uh, by the way they pour. Oh. The one that I went to. Huh. I went right. There's one right across the street from uh, the King's Theater, Tom. Yeah. So if you ever go to a show there, just oh, uh, yeah, plan yeah. to to get hammered at the the Taco Bell across the street first. Uh, Fran, and you get a cheesy I, Gordita Crunch or a Crunch Wrap Supreme or whatever you want. Uh, I went to cheesy a cheesy sh- Fiesta Potatoes if you want. I went to see David Blaine with friend of the show Paul McKenna. Yeah. Who ran across uh, the street in a torrential downpour to go to the Taco Bell Cantina, and it was closed. Uh, so all he got was wet. And almost hit by a car. And that was his Baja Blast. Tim, this week we're talking about Star Wars. It's on everybody's mind. Everybody's saying Star Wars, Star Wars, Star Wars. In a positive way. Uh, not always. There are three Star Wars properties right now out out there. Luke Skywalker. No. <laughs> There's uh, Jedi Fallen Order. It's a video game. The Mandalorian, which is a Disney Plus TV show. Streaming television program. And the episode nine, The Rise of Skywalker. Which is a theatrically released uh, movie. Motion picture. uh, Directed by Jar Jar Abrams. (laughs) Did anybody ever make that joke? No, I think you're the first. Wow. Uh, Tim, I have finished all th- all three of these properties in an attempt to, be- to become a Star Wars man. Okay, let me ask you this. Okay, uh, you you've seen all the other Star Wars films? Yeah. Oh, you recently watched them I, all? Yeah, on rewatched Disney Plus. them. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and uh, you've never really been a fan, but you devoted what like twelve <laughs> hours plus. Oh, I mean, just the movies. I I don't know how the, long the game took me to beat. And do you feel like? Uh, did you read any of the extended universe novels that they made not canon? That I didn't get around to. You know what? So there was like hundreds of novels, right? Yeah, a lot. And then like all this other ancillary stuff. Yeah, all this stuff that came out mostly like after the original trilogy, which had the Bef- blessing of of Lucas and and the other creators. Yeah, yeah, they had to like run things by him at least. I think. right. 
And so they and spend, there were certain things that were like off limits to to them, right? Um, so they spent like thirty years building up all this all this lore, mm-hmm. and then Disney bought it. It was just like, hey guys, go to hell, right? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Everybody's so mad at Disney about that. That's kind of funny. I don't. I mean, I mean, I know that's important to people, but like, hey, then just uh, you know, just pretend that it it. People are too attached to Star Wars, I think. Yes. I But maybe not. Maybe I, people uh are entitled to to like what they like. I get that I totally understand Disney though, that like they bought this property, they're not gonna be like, All right, well let's make sure the next movie we make stays in the canon of these hundred and thirty books that like a small percentage of Star Wars fans have read. And also if we do that people uh watching the new movies are going to be real confused proper probably right because they they got rid of the you're all for a big corporation coming in yeah cleaning something up up. clean yeah making making a bunch of art irrelevant yeah and just being like we're gonna do it this way and we're gonna dumb it down as much as possible right and there will be more toys this time (laughs) um they uh I have another point in my head that I'm trying that I'm trying to remember. Trying to suppress? <laughs> <laughs> no, I oh, I was going to say that they're making a bunch of new novels and comics and stuff. Right. I think it was mostly like, look, we got to like kind of wipe the slate. Mm-hmm. These things were all made with the idea that they're not going to ever be any more Star Wars movies. Right. But guess what? They're going to be a lot more Star Wars movies. So we need to kind of wipe that slate of things that only a small percentage of people were into. Right. And those people have gotten over it? No. No. I mean, no. <laughs> I some have, sure, but I think most uh haven't. And and the weird but that but no, I would say I think a lot of people have because I think a lot of people understand, well, those books I like still exist. Mm-hmm. That's still a thing. Look, look at, uh, you know, Marvel, for example. The movies and the comics are different from each other. That doesn't mean one's canon and one's non-canon. Right. It's just whatever you want. Hey, whatever you want. That's a very uh, forward thinking. Hey, it's a choose your own adventure. Yeah. I will say uh, this isn't necessarily what I want to talk about first, but uh one of the executive producers of The Mandalorian is apparently is guy Dave Filoni is the like More like pro- Dave Baloney, right? <laughs> He's like the He's full of baloney. The protege of George Lucas. Mm-hmm. And now who's George Lucas? He's the man behind it all. Hmm. Uh he's got gray hair and a beard. He doesn't have a neck. And he talks like this kind of. <laughs> uh, when I was when I was making uh, Indiana Jones, oh, uh, I like I like George Lucas. No, nah, I think you know what. And a lot of people have come around on him. Of like, you know what, this guy was making weird stuff, and he kind of didn't care yeah. if people liked it or not. Yeah, and uh, and then and that's admirable. Yeah, but then everybody was also really mad because they didn't like it. Yeah, remember they. There was that documentary, The People versus George Lucas. Yeah. Like, come on. If you don't like a guy's stuff, find other stuff. There's yeah. other stuff. And at the time, I thought it was kind of funny. Uh, Pat Oswalt had that bit about beating George Lucas to death with a shovel before he could uh, make the prequels and oh, like, ruin his legacy. Uh, and it's like, hmm, 
come on, man. This yeah. guy just made a thing that you liked. Yeah. Well, and now you see what happens. Uh, somebody gets a, a bunch of shit thrown at him for 20 years and they go, ah, fuck it. I'll take uh, $4.5 billion <laughs> and not have this problem anymore. Yeah. Oh, but I was going to say the executive producer, Dave Filoni, said uh, uh, the best piece of advice that George Lucas ever gave him, which you're going to love, was never give up. No. <laughs> Well, Tim, <laughs> I, <laughs> it's good advice. It is good advice. Uh, um, no, it was uh, Star Wars is for children. These are stories that are meant to um, help children learn, help people when they're at a time in their lives, like not like children, their children, ABCs. No, I think he he wasn't talking. Count. He wasn't talking about kids, kids. He was talking about like you know, ten to thirteen year olds. Yeah, where it's like that time in your life, tender thirteen year olds. <laughs> so he said, ten to uh. thirteen year olds. That time in your life when you're you're trying to make sense of the world, and that these are basically morality stories, and these help a, a kid make sense of things and say, you know what. This guy's a good guy. I want to be like a good guy. I want to lead a nice life. I don't want to lie or cheat or be bad. I'm going to be like Luke Skywalker and have a laser sword. Cool. I think they also um, have a lot to to say about uh, power. Yes. And misuse of power. Right, which is also, you know, you're never too young to learn about that, how that can be a bad thing. Exactly. Sometimes you just have to fight the government. Right. Yeah, because sometimes uh, the government's bad. Yeah. And you need to get a laser sword and fight the head of the government who also has a laser sword. Yeah. And blasters. And, bla- well, blasters, though. A lot of times you can use those swords to deflect the blasters. Mm. But what about an X-Wing, right? What about an X-Wing? They, uh, it's some sort of ship? Yeah. yeah. But if somebody's, like, inside... You know, you can't you can't use the ship. Mm. Right. <laughs> uh, Tim, let me start off with the the perhaps least controversial. No, not only one of these is controversial. Uh, the video game. I played this game, Jedi Fallen Order. Order. You play. It's after. After. Episode three, but before episode four. Okay. And you're a Jedi when they're trying to get rid of all the Jedis. And you know what's fun about the game? What? You get to be a Jedi. You get to hit people with your sword. Uh, It's kind of a clunky game. The story is okay. Not great. Clunky in uh, the gameplay? Yeah, it feels like it's not like it was put out before it was ready. Right. Uh, Glitchy. It's like kind of a glitchy game a little bit. Cool. But it was fun to play. I liked it. I finished the whole damn damn thing, and I don't do that very often. I mean, it's not a super long game, but I don't do that very often with games nowadays. And I finished the whole thing. It was fun. Nice. Got to hit people with my sword. Now you play as Luke Skywalker? No, you play as a, a whole new guy. This game has- Hans Solo. No. I'm going to get to why, when we talk about other things, why this is good. But what I like about this game is I don't think it has any characters we've seen before. Hmm. Oh, it does. Jabba the Hutt. Forrest Whitaker is in it. It's so weird. (laughs) Playing his character again for a minute. 
Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. But other than that, it's not like, oh, you're the player and oh, look who's here. It's Luke Skywalker. Forrest Whitaker as Ghost Dog shows up. <laughs> he's in this. not playing Ghost Dog. He's playing, I forget what his name is, but he's, he's like a, a rebel uh, leader. Okay. He was in Rogue One, and now he's back in this. People love that Rogue One movie. So I that might be my favorite Star Wars movie. That as somebody that doesn't really that's like the Star Die Wars, Die Hard is my favorite Christmas movie of the Star Wars universe. Pro yeah, probably. I mean, a lot of Star Wars people don't really like it. I think yeah, uh, because a lot it doesn't, of Christmas people don't really like Die Hard. It's true. It doesn't really add much. I think right. to the overall story. But uh, but I like the way it's just kind of like a war movie. Finally bringing the war to Star Wars. Yeah. I mean, they have wars in the other ones. Trade wars. <laughs> right. The most diabolical war wars of yeah. all. Yeah. You rewatched the prequels. Yeah. I know you have like things you want to say and an, mm -hmm. and an agenda that you want to push, Tom. <laughs> no, I don't. But I just want to get some context. Uh in watching the prequels, mm -hmm. did you uh, appreciate the nuances that that people maybe now that now that you're not surprised by the fact that it's like, hey, these movies are kind of boring, right? Actually, watching them going in, being like, okay, I know they're going to be kind of boring, but let me see what I can what I can take from this. Yeah, I mean, they like deepen the canon for for some things, but they are still just like real boring movies to watch. And it's a weird thing because you can't, you have to watch these movies in release order. You can't watch them in chronological order because it does that thing that everything does with prequels where... The winks? Yeah, there's just constant winks of yeah. like, oh, look, if you were, if you were to say, a kid... Nowadays, watching Which these I movies, <laughs> watching these, you had never seen these movies, and you watch them in order, episode one through nine. You would be like, "Why are they focusing on this weird little thing? Or why did this person say this line that's out of place?" Uh, and it's all just winks to the trilogy, yeah, the original trilogy. I mean, that's that's everything. That's yeah. that's that's. Prequels but I think George Lucas nowadays says at telling a movie like this takes place between this movie and this movie and this is a yeah. prequel. That stuff is all all just fan servicey. Um, Rogue One is a little less, I think. Yeah, like there aren't really Jedi's in Rogue One or anything. Like it's telling a story that you get a brief reference to in the later movies, but uh, but it's still like somewhat self-contained. I have a question. Yes. Is this boring because I don't like Star Wars or is this conversation just... This episode of The Complete Guide to Everything is sponsored by Saqqara. You want to feel better about what you eat, but sometimes it's hard to prepare healthy meals that also taste good. With sure Saqqara, as heck is. Yeah, Tom, you, you know it. With Saqqara, you can reach your health goals without sacrificing taste. Saqqara is a nutrition company that focuses on overall wellness, starting with what you eat. And along with delicious meals, Saqqara also has daily wellness essentials like supplements and herbal teas to support your nu nutrition. Tom, mm -hmm. to boost results, try the best-selling Metabolism Super Powder. It's an all-natural remedy for bloating, weight gain, and fatigue. Tom, no, I, I could, tried some I of this. I could use that. Yeah, we ate some of this Saqqara food. Mm -hmm. Very fresh. 
very fresh and filling and delicious. And right now, Sakara is offering our listeners 20% off their first order when they go to sakara.com slash guide or enter code guide at checkout. That's Sakara, S-A-K-A-R-A dot com slash guide to get 20% off your first order. Sakara.com slash guide. For over 80 years, Fram has been a leader in automotive filtration because that's the only thing they do, baby. Filters. Want to protect your well-oiled machine or breathe easier when driving? Fram has the right filter for every kind of driver. Fram oil filters are American-made, tough, and feature SureGrip technology. No-slip grip for easy install and remove, even with an oily hand or glove. Fram cabin air filters filter out contaminants like exhaust fumes, allergens, and pollution. That's all the kind of stuff you don't want. And with the power of Arm & Hammer baking soda, you can breathe easy with an odorless interior. Arm & Hammer baking soda, the best stuff. I didn't know that they had cabin air filters with that stuff. I'm going to get one of these cabin air filters now. Honestly, I didn't know cabin air filters was a thing, and I probably should have. Now I'm going to get one. And look, well, now that now that we know that baking soda is a part of it. Yeah. Well, and look, no matter how you drive, Fram has the right filter for you. Head over to Fram.com. That's F-R-A-M.com and find your perfect filter today. And thanks to Fram for sponsoring the Complete Guide to Everything. What? All right. Next, would you like to talk about? A good Star Wars thing or a bad Star Wars thing? I want thing? you to tell tell me about uh, what you want to talk about. I'm sorry. I feel like I've been asking too many questions. No, it's fine. Uh, let's talk about a good Star Wars thing before we get into a bad Star Wars thing. Okay. A good Star Wars thing is The Mandalorian. It's, he, a, it's a streaming television program. Yeah. Now, you were telling me earlier, <laughs> you watched three episodes, three out of the eight. I did. And what did, what did you think? Um, I thought it was uh, kind of... Uh, I, I thought it was okay. Okay. I thought it was a little dumb. Yeah. In the way that it's like, uh, this is going to happen. Like, you know, like a whole episode. And I've only seen a couple episodes, yeah. right? So, But the whole episode, just like, I know what's going to happen. He's going to, spoiler alert, go back and, and get that baby Yoda back because he yeah, cares yeah. about that Yoda. And it's mm-hmm. like, it's cool. And it's like, all right, well, that's what this episode is about. And look, I know it's going to happen, but like, it's fun seeing it happen. Well, I was going to say that I think- Too uh, violent. Too violent? There's no blood. It's still violence. It's lasers, Tim. It's laser tag. <laughs> they're just getting a thing on their chest activated. It and means their they're mom out picks of the game. them up from the Qzar. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I- Wait, what did you say earlier? <laughs> oh, that it's like too predictable. I was going to say that uh, I would assume that you agree with me that this whole like spoiler culture is bad. That if something's good, it can't be spoiled for you. Um, I disagree. Yeah? I mean, I don't think anything should be relying on crazy twists. Right. Um, and cheap thrills, Tom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But I also think I like to go into something and not really yeah, that's know true. where I it's mean, going. My favorite movie of the decade was Parasite. And yeah. it was the only movie I went into not knowing a, like anything yeah. about it except the director. Yeah. I don't I don't want to know anything about anything before I see it. Yeah. But 
I think uh, a good thing can still thrive despite it, it knowing what happens. Yeah, quantum leap every week. He's gonna go in and he's gonna be like, oh, "I'm in this person's body now," and then oh he's like, brother, he's like, "Yeah," and then he's gonna save him by the end. Yeah. Except for that weird last episode. I don't want to think about it. Yeah, that creeped me out. <laughs> um, so The Mandalorian, it's following Western tropes. It's following samurai movie tropes. Uh, but it's fun as heck. It's a lot of fun. And uh, he doesn't take his helmet off. Right. Everybody, I mean, you mentioned that a lot. Yeah. Um, and I saw people getting real up in arms, like, is that really Pedro? <laughs> yeah. Uh, what's the name? Pedro Pascal. Pedro Pascal. It's like, who cares? Yeah. I mean, it is, I'm pretty sure. And I'm pretty sure that- There are these truthers that were like, <laughs> oh no, this set, uh, this photo from the set was leaked before they announced that Pedro Pascal was attached. Oh, really? I haven't heard that. Yeah, but- I mean, I don't know. Who cares? Why did? Why can't you just watch something and enjoy it? Yeah, or I, not enjoy it. I'm uh, trying to figure out. I'm trying to. Uh. Uh, I mean, I'm sure that they use uh, stunt doubles. And why? It, 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 for him, that's not always shape. him. I yeah, thought it's it just lasers, Tom. <laughs> it doesn't matter it's if he's in shape tag. or not. Well, sometimes those lasers start fires. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't matter if he's in shape or not. It's it's more about, well, if he gets hurt, we can't have every episode from now on having the Mandalorian limp around or, or be have crutches. So just put a helmet on a different guy. Yeah, that's true. I guess they should just risk hurting him. And then they can safely be like, well, we had to put a helmet on a different yeah. guy. You know, this guy went and got, this idiot went and got himself hurt. <laughs> he, he didn't set on fire by a laser. far enough away from that fire. Uh, but I loved it. It was a great show. I mean, I, I immediately canceled Disney Plus after it was done because why? Because I don't need I don't need to see the Lizzie McGuire reboot or whatever. What about the Hundred and One Dalmatians live action? Is that going to Disney Plus? It's already there. No, it's not. The new one yeah. with Emma Stone. Oh wait. Yeah, <laughs> you're thinking of uh, Lady and the Tramp. Yes. Yeah, I didn't watch that either. I I told you I watched about ten minutes of Noel starring uh, uh, Anna Kendrick and Bill Hader. You're like one of those guys from the eighties. Uh, you're one of those eighties guys that's just like I'll watch any movie with with uh, with this babe in it. <laughs> I like Anna Kendrick. I know you watch so many movies outside of your out of your wheelhouse because you're like, hey, yeah, I like the that lady. I watched ten minutes of it though, and I was like, this sucks. I, I can't watch anymore. Nothing's happening in this movie. You watched some Duplass Brothers movie that she was in. Yeah, Maybe one other Duplass Brothers movie you ever watched. Uh, yeah, I, I, think actively, I think she's been in two, and I've seen both of them. I bet if uh, Wes Anderson cast her in a movie, you'd be there opening night. <laughs> if I was invited to the premiere, yes, of course. Tim, how am I going to turn that down? I've never been invited to an opening uh, premiere for mm-hmm. a movie. I have. So uh, the man, you're not going to ask me what? what no, because you're. Gonna, what was it? Is <sighs> uh, the Tim Burton film? Uh, Big fish. How were you invited to that? A friend invited me. Okay. I don't know how he got the <laughs> ticket. I had to sit behind the giant man. I couldn't oh, see the yeah. screen that well. <laughs> well, rest in peace. He's no longer with yeah. us. So I hope you're happy. 
Well, I didn't wish bad things to happen to him. You wish you could see. I didn't see the movie My Giant, though, because of it. Right. <laughs> you didn't want to fall into the same uh, trap. Yeah. Uh, Mandalorian, what was I saying about it? It's very you, good. You liked it. Yeah, it's very good. I liked it. Oh, I canceled Disney Plus right after mm-hmm. uh, it was over. But now there are going to be two Marvel shows this year, so I'll re-up Disney Plus when those shows Great. come Great. Please back. keep us posted. And I will. Um, but yeah, I would say, especially like if you're into Star Wars, even if you're not into Star Wars, like your old pal Tom, if you're into space westerns, isn't that what Star Wars is? Uh, it's like a space opera. Oh yeah. Uh, sign up for the, the free trial or whatever. Don't take my word for it. (laughs) And, and watch it. I think altogether it's probably like, I don't know, four hours long. Like the episodes aren't that long. They're like 35 to 40 minutes. Yeah. You know what I really like about that show? Mm-hmm. The music over the closing credits. Yeah. And they show the, uh, the like the concept art. Yeah. Yeah. It's nice, right? It reminded me of sitcoms in the 80s when <laughs> they would show stills from the show that you just watched over the credits. Yeah. They show concept art. Um, and that's actually, I've watched a behind the scenes thing. And Pedro Pascal was saying uh, when he got the job, he was just called and they were like, hey, John Favreau wants to meet you about a Star Wars thing. And he's like, I didn't know what it was like. Uh, that would be a TV show. You know, I thought it would probably be a movie or whatever. And he's like, he brought me into a room and they had all this concept art. And I assume it's the same concept art. Uh, and he was like, I saw how fleshed out they had all this stuff. So I was like, all right, I'm in. And that guy looks like me if I was wearing that helmet. I think there's even a, a drawing or two of him without the helmet, and he still kind of looks like Pedro Pascal. Does he take the helmet off? I don't want to hear it. I don't want to uh, know. He does for a minute in the last episode. To tie his shoes. <laughs> yeah, it's very anticlimactic. It's like that. I, I, I just can't see. You know what? The hell with it. He takes it off, really. He's like, nobody saw that, and he puts it back on. Yeah. Everybody stayed mum because he had a blaster. Right. He committed violence for the last 33 <laughs> minutes. It's violence on aliens, so it's fine. <sighs> or it's violence either on aliens or other guys who never take their helmets off, so they're not humans. Um, but yeah, the concept art's great. They show it at the end of the episode, and you're like, I remember that part. I remember that part. <laughs> it's my favorite part. Uh, Tim, now let me get into some Star Wars that isn't so good. I saw The Rise of Skywalker as Star Wars Episode Nine. <clears throat> All right. I don't think you can accurately explain your position unless we all know what you thought of the first two movies in the new trilogy. Um, I've, I have not seen The Rise of Skywalker. Okay. Um, I tried watching The Force Awakens and The Last Jedi. Yeah. I fell asleep during both of them, but I, I thought they were pretty good. Um, I thought they were good. Like both of them, when I saw them, I thought they were good. Mm-hmm. When and then I then you did your rewatch. Yeah, then when I rewatched, I didn't like them for different reasons. Why? Uh, like the the Force Awakens is just kind of it, it's such a retread of uh, a New Hope. Yeah, that it's kind of boring to watch, and also when you start to realize that it's setting up a bunch of stuff that they didn't think all the way through. Yeah. You kind of get frustrated watching the setups because you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. This isn't, I know this plot line doesn't go anywhere. 
or it gets negated in the next movie. Right. So stop spending time on it. Like nothing feels consequential in the right. movie. Okay. A New Hope, or not A New Hope, uh, The Last Jedi on rewatch was, uh, I felt like not much happened in it. Hmm. Uh, like Ray goes to train. Mm-hmm. But you don't really see much of the training. Like, it seems like it's just for like a few A lot days. of it seemed to be her trying to convince Luke Skywalker to stop being such a dang curmudgeon. Yeah, which I feel like is a trope that I've seen too many times where it's like, yeah, yeah, I know. In the end, he's going to. Yeah, but that's all these movies, Tom. Right. It's all the movies well, that you love, too. It's all the Marvel movies, too. No, it's different. Uh,. Yeah, so that that was just kind of boring to me to watch again. Um, And yeah, uh, character motivations are weird in that movie. Uh, They make uh, uh, Isaac uh, or Oscar Isaac's character just kind of like, I don't know, like a dope, like a hothead. Uh, That's cool. There are hotheads. Yeah, but this guy's like frustratingly a hothead. We're like before. Most hotheads I know, Tom are pretty frustrating. That's true. Looking at one right now. <laughs> in the other movie, in the first movie, it's like, ah, he's like charming or whatever. In the second movie, you're like, this guy's a moron. Somebody should kill him <laughs> before he gets more people killed. Uh, so that, that was my my thoughts on the, the, <clears throat> the last two before going into right. The Rise of Skywalker. This movie, The Rise of Skywalker, is... This movie just makes no sense. The 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 opening scroll says the dead live and yeah. it explains that the emperor is alive. Palpatine. He's alive. Spoilers for the ride. If you haven't seen it by now, you don't care. Uh he's still he's alive. He'd been alive this whole time and even though there was no hint at that being a possibility in the previous two movies, He's back, but surprise! That... That's that's a well executed surprise, Tom. <laughs> it's a well executed surprise that happened off screen that is not shown to us unless you played Fortnite the weekend before, mm-hmm. and then they broadcast the message in Fortnite. Right. So you need you to love that kind of synergy. No, this was too much. This was like bad. Um. Uh, Kylo Ren goes to him. And he's like, oh, hey. You're Kylo the- Ren is Adam Driver? Yeah. I Adam Driver. Hey, Adam. He's like, uh, you're the new big bad guy, huh? He's like, yeah. He's like, what about that the other big bad guy who was my boss before? He's like, oh, that was a clone. I'm, I made him, and I was influencing him and influencing you to get to uh, Ray. It's like, well... Ray is Daisy Ridley. Yeah, okay. yeah, the the main protagonist of the movie, uh, the three movies. Right. It's like, well, why'd you do? Why'd you go through all that trouble? Why didn't you just go go to Ray? She was just like a like a scavenger on a desert planet. It right. would have been very easy to just be like, hey, you're coming with me, the the big bad guy. Right. Um, but in do that, and then the rest of the movie is. Everybody having to find a thing to find another thing to find another thing. Yeah, but you love movies like that. No, this was Collect like... Collect the Infinity Stones. No, collecting the Infinity Stones is a lot different. And it's not like every Infinity Stone had a clue to the next Infinity you Stone. You love scavenger hunts, Tom. No, in real life, sure. Yeah. 
but not in a movie. I yeah. don't like to watch. And you should set up you know a what? scavenger hunt for us <laughs> and all our friends. There's fun ways to do a scavenger hunt, but this is just like, you know, they find a dagger and the dagger has an inscription of where the next uh, thing is. Yeah, it's, it's the just, mystery box. No, it's just lazy and boring. Uh, and then at the end, the end ripped off Avengers Endgame 100%, where instead of you I think am- they made it in the six months since Avengers no, Endgame No, but they did out? do reshoots and stuff. They did reshoots in October. So I could see them being like, oh, you know what really worked? What are you, a child, Tom? What? You don't realize how- the same these movies are in every other way. And then you're like, the one part that worked, they ripped off from the movie that I liked. Yeah. And I didn't even necessarily say it worked. I thought it was like kind of weak. And what did they do? They brought sense. back all the characters from the other movies? Well, they did that. Mm-hmm. They did, uh, you know, Falcon coming, uh, saying on your left to Captain America. And all of a sudden, all the good guys are there. Mm-hmm. They do that with Lando. Man, I didn't think all the good guys would come back for the big climactic (laughs) final showdown. Uh, But then also in Endgame, they had uh, Thanos say, I I am inevitable, and Tony Stark say, and I am Iron Man. In this movie, they have Palpatine say, I am all the Sith, and then she says, and I am all the Jedi, and then defeats him. Yeah. Yeah. The, the guy said, I'm bad and I'm good. You said uh, that that uh, George Lucas, who I almost just called, called Charles Lucas. <laughs> well, what, what's this young man's name, Charles Lucas? You said that Charles Lucas said uh, there are stories for children about good defeating evil. Yeah. And then the bad guy says, I'm, I'm bad. And then the good guy says, I'm good and defeats them. The message of the story is good. But it was just, they didn't build up the, the bad guy at all. All of a sudden, it's just like, oh, the, the bad guy from the old movies, he's back. Yeah. Well, where was he during this whole time? It's biding his time. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he made a clone, and he and he had that guy go out. Why? Why Why did he make a clone? Why couldn't he go out? Ah, oh, he couldn't yet. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, yeah. It's 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 stupid, Tom. Yeah, it was real stupid, stupid. But it's fine. Well, that's what they're again. for kids, and I I see a lot of people getting real angry about this, mm-hmm. and uh, they're not kids. The people that are getting no, real angry. I've seen the people that you would think get real ang- would get real angry at this. They're not angry at this. They're like, you know what? That was pretty good because there's so much fan service in it. Yeah. That the people that that's all they want is just uh, nods to things that happen in other movies. They're happy with this. Yeah. They're like, you know what? That was good. I like that. Yeah. The people I'm seeing getting mad were uh, people who thought that The Last Jedi was interesting. Um, and then they're just like, oh, they just took everything just that was undid. interesting about that movie and undid it. You know what I hate about Star Wars? There's one thing I really hate about Star Wars. The Sith. No, they're pretty cool sometimes. <laughs> oh. Tom, I'm a bad Tim, boy. Tim, that's going to lead you down to I'm the dark side. I'm a bad boy. I like, I like to dabble in the dark side a little bit. Um, th- that uh, They're always just like, hey, guess what? This person's related to this person. Isn't yeah. that crazy? What a twist. It's like, 
I don't care. Yeah, everybody's so far. Now 100 people are all related to 100 other people, and each one was supposed to be a surprise. They did that thing one time, and then <laughs> right. they were just, and everybody was like, whoa, that was pretty cool. And they were like, oh, yeah? Well, what if this person is also this person's father? Yeah. And uh, it stinks. Yeah, so by the end of this, you find out that Ray is Palpatine's granddaughter. Right. And you find out that, like, Luke and Leia knew that the whole time, but it's supposed to be, like, a real powerful thing that they, like, helped her out anyway. Right. But it's like, but they they were Darth Vader's kids. They know, like, oh, it doesn't matter who your parents are, and especially it doesn't matter who the hell your grandparents are, (laughs) because by all accounts, her parents were both good. Right. They, like, tried to get her away. Well, it goes good, evil, Good evil. <laughs> right. Most generations. Yeah. Most people it's we like know that's uh and at the end, the big the reason why it's called the Rise of Skywalker, her name's Ray Palpatine, we find. Right. That's some random old lady walking by goes, Hey, what's your name? And she goes, It's Ray. It's Ray Skywalker. And it's like, yeah, I think Skywalker's a pretty Damn it, that was fucking Darth Vader's last name. Yeah. Like, that's also, like, a not great name. This old lady could have been like, oh, like that shithead with the plastic helmet on that committed genocide? It would be like, uh, like my name's not uh, uh, Ray Hitler. It's Ray Stalin. <laughs> Nobody would just be like but you don't you, what you don't understand is that uh Stalin's kids were really good good people. <laughs> right. They were very good. Uh it just it makes no sense. It's just that they obviously started from the the place of all right, by the end of it we have to say who Ray's parents are because that's like a real important thing. Uh the ages kind of don't match up for her to be the kid of anyone because we've met most of those people. She's going to have to be the grandkid of somebody. Uh, I guess it'll be Palpatine, but that stinks. We don't want to call this the rise of Palpatine, uh, which actually would have been a way better name than I mentioned it. Um, we'll say it's, she'll say it's Skywalker at the end because everybody knows Luke Skywalker. I don't understand when they're going to release a trilogy. Mm-hmm. Why they don't figure out what the what the three parts are going to be first? Yeah, right. At least have a a semi outline. I, I yeah, like this is where we want to go with it. it. Yeah, it just seems weird to me. Like, why do you have to fly by the seat of your pants like that? Well, and the that's the weird thing about the trilogy is that it's essentially two writer directors fight, not necessarily fighting with each other, but like wrestling with. I guess wrestling's a type <laughs> of fighting. Because I think basically J.J. Abrams was like, oh, I don't know what to do. Let's remake the first movie. And then Ryan Johnson was like, cool, that's going to be boring as a trilogy. So let me like basically cut off. J.J. Abrams Mm -hmm. went in and was like, look, the prequels were so different from the original one. Uh, that that people revolted and mm. they didn't they couldn't relate to the characters yeah and the story was just it was it just felt like a different franchise yeah and he was tasked with being like hey guess what these are for everybody to get back on nostalgia yeah. for for the old folks um and for the new kids right uh, it's not going to be about uh, and... trade wars and stuff <laughs> right. and like. George Lucas made the 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 bad calculation like 
yeah, it's about trade wars, but we're going to have this wonderful Jar Jar Binks there for the kids. <laughs> right. Um, and, and that. something for everyone. Yeah. And that, that, but I think J.J. Abrams was tasked to be like, hey, make this feel like the right. first one. And like, I and think he's good in terms at emulating of emulating things. And I think if I cared about Star Wars enough, uh, I, and and I had seen that in the in the theater. I would have been like, oh, this like at least makes me feel more like it's it's that one of those original beloved movies yeah. than the ones that have have been besmirched. I will say, I think like what Ryan Johnson did was interesting. Of like, well, I'm gonna cut off like all avenues of this thing to repeat the past, mm. uh, but. I think that's also tough to do and then have another movie after that. Yeah. Uh, so it just seemed like, yeah, none of them were talking to each other. None of them were uh, figuring out what the overall right. arc of these three movies should be. Uh, there was one good thing that came out of this uh, this movie, Tom. What's that? We got an email from someone named Lily. Mm-hmm. Dear Tim and Tom, I have listened to this podcast for years and subsequently have heard you, Tom, yeah. talk about 4DX movies. Intrigued and in a place where I could find could financially make such a ridiculous decision, my friend and I decided to go see the Star Wars the new Star Wars movie in 4DX. Mm-hmm. What a mistake. This movie experience was the worst I've ever had. I could not have been less immersed in the movie being tossed around while getting whiplash and motion sickness. I can't imagine having had snacks or a drink in that situation. It would have been even more of a disaster. The only saving grace was that the movie ended up being bad, so at least the 4DX experience didn't ruin a good film. I will now be taking Tim's side on every issue, as Tom has clearly proven himself to be a madman. Best of luck to you, Tim and Tom. I hope someday you'll be able to uh, wake from this trance that... uh, Oh, best of luck to you, Tim, Mm -hmm. semicolon... And Tom, I hope someday you will be able to wake from this trance that has convinced you that 4DX movies are good. Sincerely, Lily. Well, I never said that 4DX was for the weak-hearted or the weak-minded. You want to solve a problem? No. (laughs) That counts as just a problem? Yeah, okay. Welcome to Tim and Tom Solve Your Problems. I'm Tim. I'm Tom. And we're going to solve problems. If you have a problem you'd like us to solve, email us at thecompleteguideeverything at gmail.com. Uh, this email starts off with, please call me Martha. I don't know why she used that name. I adore your show and re-listen to old episodes all the time. Thank you for being my audio equivalent to comfort food. Normally a show hosted by two white guys would not really be my cup of tea, but you are an exception. Thank you. Tim and Tom, the good white guys. (laughs) I moved to the other side of the country to be with a boy who I am now engaged to. So at least that worked out. Hey, congrats. And I was recently excited to find out that he has a lot of friends who like to throw parties for the holidays. Fourth of July, Thanksgiving, Christmas, birthdays, you name it. I love cooking. I love holidays. I love parties. This all seemed great. Here's my problem. While all his friends seem eager to snap up dates to his parties around the holidays, when it's actually time to post... 
they all seem to either forget that they were the hosts completely. Oh, I guess host was the word for post. Or like they hate doing this and put no effort in it at all. For example, we spent a couple of days creating costumes for a Halloween party and turned up with a couple of six packs of booze only to find out that we had brought the only alcohol. There was no food except for some hamburgers. Oh, that's not bad. That he had made hours earlier. (laughs) And which were not cooked in the middle and a bowl of Halloween candy. Don't look if you're at a a party that's not like an outdoor grill party and they're like, we made hamburgers. That's weird. Me and my boyfriend wind up having to turn around and take a trip to the nearest supermarket to buy snacks and alcohol, which we only just barely got got to in time because they stopped selling booze, which would have been a real tragedy. There was no music playing. There was no indication whatsoever that these guys had remembered he that this guy had remembered that he was having a party at all. Recently, his other friends offered to host a Friendsgiving, which I was looking forward to. I am an excellent cook, and they asked me to do a turkey, which I did. I also did the stuffing and the gravy. I made a couple of other sides as well. I fully acknowledge that nobody asked me to do this extra stuff, but I got excited. Well, when we came to the end, the table wasn't set. Again, no music on it. People allegedly hosting the party were only making baked beans and reading some rolls. Beans and rolls are in- integral to a Friendsgiving feast. They had not made any real contribution to the meal, and once again, there was no alcohol. There was not even a variety of soft drinks, only full sugar, Coca-Cola, and water, plus a crockpot full of some weird hot chocolate. that they made that nobody drank you don't need a crock pot for hot chocolate i made a crock pot uh cider thing oh like a mold wine yeah Yeah, that's different i feel like yeah Uh, hot chocolate's gonna get a skin yeah that's true yeah anything with dairy in it you want to stay away from i fully recognize that i can go a bit over the top when i host parties yeah and send emails I make a lot of food and probably have too much booze for anyone to even drink. But in my opinion, when you agreed to be the host, that's what you signed up for. I'm getting increasingly frustrated at putting more effort. Blah, blah, blah. The person who hosted Halloween sent out a Facebook invite in late July. And the person who hosted a Friendsgiving sent one out in August. Why are they so excited to lay claim? Uh, and not give a shit when it's actually time. Should I get over it and accept the fact that I'm going to go to a pretty depressing party around the holidays? Is there any subtle way to gently nudge hosts to do more and be better prepared? I would honestly love to just host every holiday, but that's a ton of money and labor and doesn't seem fair. Tim and Tom, what should I do? Follow up. This was sent, or that original one was sent in early December. Yes, and this follow-up was sent Christmas Eve. Mm -hmm. I just want to send you guys an example of what I'm talking about. The Christmas party at one of these friends' houses was last weekend. Here's the toilet and the sink from their bathroom. The whole house was like this. And it's a a toilet and a sink in pretty rough uh, state. First of all, Mm -hmm. don't send us a picture of a dirty toilet. (laughs) Yeah, under any circumstances, I would say. And second of all... The whole house wasn't as dirty as the toilet. <laughs> Otherwise, you would have sent a picture of another part of the house because that would have been real egregious. Oh, a yeah. dirty to- toilet is gross, but it's like if one place is going to be disgusting and gross in a house, it's going to be a toilet. Right. That's where the poop goes. Yeah. Martha? hmm So Martha doesn't like that people put no effort into- That they claim these holidays and then put absolutely no effort in. Yeah, and then just have shitty parties. Right. And she- it's just like, well, I love hosting. I love cooking. I love everything. Right. I would rather do these. But then she's like, but yeah, that's but too much money yeah. and effort. Which makes me think, Martha, mm-hmm. who I think started this by moving across country to be yeah. a book, I think 
she just doesn't like these people. <laughs> a little bit, I would think. Because even if there's a shitty party, like, Martha, you could bring some food and drinks over there, mm-hmm. um, and technically you're not the host. Right. But if you like the people, and those are things that you want for a party, like, you'd be like, eh, you know, the the house was kind of messy, but... Uh, but I brought the things that I needed, and with and uh, most of a party is just good company. Yeah, well, to a certain degree, she doesn't like these people. I would say they need to get out. If of you there. bring booze and nobody else has booze, I would be like, oh, well, that, you guys should go get booze, huh? Yeah, it sounds like a little bit of enabling behavior that they assume she's going to go out, or maybe they just don't need booze as badly as Martha does. <laughs> you know, Martha mm-hmm. should show them how it's done. Oh, host a party? Yeah. Yeah, she's going to have to lay claim real early. Claim Christmas Eve right now. Martha, turn this off right now and go lay claim to Christmas Eve. But here's the thing. Don't make it so unattainable mm-hmm. that they're like, ah, oh, I could never do this. Right, yeah. Make it make it so they can see like, oh, this is how a regular party is. Yeah, and then uh, also have video tutorials playing in every section of the, uh, the house uh-huh. saying like, Hey, here's how you could uh, make uh, quick and easy streamers for and, uh, and decorate nicely. She's not even looking for streamers. She's looking for music on a Bluetooth speaker. Yeah. And some casseroles, maybe. Have you ever had a party, Tom? Uh, Have you ever hosted a party? No, I don't think so. Hmm. Not, at, not at my apartment. Not currently. We had a housewarming. Yeah, at, you uh, slept through it. Yeah. When we were first uh, roommates. Yeah. Because we had a big apartment because there were four of us. Right. Um, I don't think we ever had another party when it was just two of us. No. I had I had a, a New Year's Eve party where I made the aforementioned mulled wine. Right. Which last week we figured out maybe you didn't attend. Yeah. I don't think so. Now you're bringing it up again. But number one. Music. You need yeah, music. You need music. And it doesn't have to be anything crazy. Like I said, a Bluetooth speaker. Put put the TV on and put some- put No, on, that's depressing. Put on MTV. Oh, cool. <laughs> you ever go on, or you go on to Vivo, the Vivo app, yeah. Tom? Yeah. And you just find a 90s music playlist? video playlist? It's great. <sighs> yeah. It was like the, it's like you're living in the 90s again. People aren't going to be partying. They're going to be watching TV, though. Yeah. They're going to be like, is that- T Boz, Left Eye, and and Chili. Yeah, it was back when they were all alive. Yeah, I feel like I've gone in a time machine. All, all three members of TLC are alive and singing. Well, one is rapping. Left Eye. If you like the show, you can find out more. <laughs> that was it. Yeah. What? We didn't solve her problem. Oh yeah, yeah. host. <laughs> you, you host Christmas it. Eve. Uh, put uh, the '90s Vivo channel yeah, on. That's put it. up some streamers. Get some crescent rolls. Yeah, make it attainable. Actually, you know what you do? Just be like, uh, do the thing where like you assign one thing to each person. Yeah, or put up like one of those uh, Google Doodles. Yeah. And and you have people fill out or like a spreadsheet and you say like, everybody's got to bring a side since you people love laying claim to shit. Yeah. Lay claim to what side you're going to bring. Yeah, you're just going to get a bunch of old hamburgers from everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Or at the very least, put in the the uh, invite. I mean, this might not be enough, but like it, you know, bring bring a liquor of your choice. Yeah. So people get the idea. You shouldn't whip have these to... people into shape. 
I think a good, like, you know, I've been to parties. Sure. Um, <laughs> a good rule of the, the best parties I've been at, not the best, but like a good standard party thing is that like the hosts will get a decent amount, say like 24 of like the cheapest beer they can find, but then tell everybody to bring beer right, or, or liquor or whatever they want to drink. Uh, maybe you get like a couple of bottles of cheap wine too. So now there's something for everyone, but everybody should bring their own stuff. But this is almost like a safety net of like, what if the party's really fun and everybody brings a six pack and everybody drinks six beers, but we want to keep the party going. Now there's something. Everybody drinks six beers. I think it's time for everybody to go home. (laughs) These are young people, Tim. They might want to have more fun. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a toilet only a young person has. Oh, I, yeah. If that's like a, a person in their 30s, move back to wherever you came mm. from, Martha. If you like the show, you can find out more at tcgt.com. I, I hope nobody takes that last thing you said out of context. <laughs> what was it? Move back to where you came from. <laughs> it was about toilets. <laughs> You can We're su- going to lose our status as the good white guys. <laughs> you can support. I meant the other side of the country. You can support the show by go- by supporting our sponsors. Also checking out tcgt.com slash Amazon for your Amazon shopping and patreon.com slash complete guide for your entertainment needs. Uh, this week, we're, we're wrapping up Little Women. Uh, Tim has seen the movie. He has not told me about it yet, but he's going to. And that episode, guess what? It's available right now at patreon.com slash complete guide, along with all the back episodes. We've done a whole year of books, the podcast. Yeah, and you get all the other old stuff, too. Um, yeah. Uh, follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash complete guide. Follow us on Twitter at complete guide. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Tom Reynolds. Follow me at your pal, Tim. And that's all the plugs that yeah, anyone needs. <sighs> we need to shake things up, Tom. Yeah. In the Star Wars universe. This yeah. show will now be canon. In the Star Wars universe? Yeah. Okay. Can we get uh, Kathleen Kennedy's sign-off on that? Yeah, probably. I she seems like what. a nice lady. Yeah. Be like, we're going to, this, you know, it's going to basically be the same show, but every once in a while, I'm going to say, uh, hey, can you pass me a blue milk, Tim? I'm, I'm thirsty. I like a blue milk. That's a normal thing in the universe we live in. Right. Uh, or I'll say I have to go to the trading outpost to get more. <laughs> right. Uh, I'll I'll start uh, talking like Yoda. <laughs> All right. We'll see you next week. You want to hear how? No. That was a headgum podcast.